0: You are listening to the Fancy Free Podcast where my guests and I tell our most embarrassing funny stories so that we all feel less alone in our imperfections and forge connection through vulnerability and humor. I'm Joanne Jarrett and I am your host. And you guys, today, this is so exciting. I have a couple of podcast mentors, the one who got me started podcasting. She just got me up and running and hands off, but I actually took a class from this podcast mentor. She is the host of one of my very favorite podcasts. Today, we have Rachel Nielsen. She is the host of 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms, where she and her guests present three takeaways in a 30-minute episode that are so applicable to mom life, and she just gets right down to the nitty-gritty and always delivers really good content. She's passionate about helping moms love motherhood as much as they love their children. She helps moms bring more meaning into motherhood. She lives with her husband and their two spunky children in the mountains of Idaho. So she's one of my few guests that's actually in my same time zone. Rachel, thank you so much for being with me today.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. I have loved listening to your show and laughing, and I loved having you on my show when you came on 3 and 30 and made everybody laugh there through sharing embarrassing (laughs) stories. So it's fun to be here now.
0: So fun. It's one of those things where I feel like I know you because I've been listening to you for years. You've been on so many jogs with me. (laughs) Oh, well, that's good because
1: that's the only time I'm jogging. So I'm glad I'm doing it with you
0: Uh, because it's not happening here. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well, fill in the blanks. What did I miss about who you are and what you do? My
1: kids are nine and six and Noah is adopted and Sally was conceived with IVF. So I feel like infertility is a big part of my story, kind of working so hard for these babies and Mm -hmm. thinking that I was going to love every moment of motherhood and then getting into it and being like, oh, wow, this is really hard. (laughs) And... (laughs) Being kind of caught off guard by that.
0: This is not what I signed
1: up for, it turns out. Yes. yes. <laughs> I was a high school English teacher before my kids were born and was very ready to give that up because like I said, I fought so hard for them. I thought I'm just going to want to soak in every moment. But then I really, really missed teaching. And so I started my podcast as a way to continue teaching, but from home so that I can be with my kids and Fortunately, motherhood has gotten just better and better over the years. I think because I'm more fulfilled because I have this work, but also because my kids, they're just easier now
0: that they're older. So it's been great. They're, they're benefiting from all these awesome, amazing takeaways that you're learning from your guests.
1: Yeah.
0: I like my kids better every day. Babies are cute and all, but they're basically fleshy piles of need. (laughs) And they're very, very, some of them aren't demanding, but mine were. I mean, really hard. The only thing I ever wanted my whole life was to be a wife and a mom. My gift to myself on my 30th birthday was to start taking prenatal vitamins because Scott and I had just been taking turns going to school forever. And then I finally thought when I was finished with my residency, it would be time to have babies. And then he decided to do a residency. And I was like, okay, we'll wait two more years. Wow. And I think when you idealize it like that for so long and you wait for it for so long, and Mm. then the sort of the mundane and the difficulties of the everyday aren't as sort of gauzy and romantic as you had pictured it. I think the, the women who just kind of waltz into motherhood young and springy and ready to go. Maybe it, maybe it isn't <laughs> like that. Because I've talked to my sisters-in-law and they're like, yeah, yeah, it's way harder for you than it was for us. We're not sure what's wrong with you kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah. But I totally relate to you.
1: Yeah. I think it maybe is different personalities and temperaments totally. of women yep. and and also temperaments of of their babies. Sally was a pretty chill baby. And I think if I ha- would have had her first, my transition into motherhood would have been A lot easier but because I had a colicky baby first it Mm -hmm. was just rocked my world Mm. but I do think that having that more demanding baby first was so good for me in so many ways
0: I would have been I would have felt like I was hit by a train if Delaney had been second I would have been like yeah wait wait, what (laughs) I know
1: and I say like within the first week definitely within the, the first few days of motherhood that Noah smashed my delusions of control and I mean that in a good way I was like, oh my gosh, I'm doing all the things in the books and it's not working. And I guess I don't have as much control as I thought I did. I mean, I'm a much better, not just mother, but human because I recognize that I don't
0: control everything, you Mm -hmm. know? So it's been good. They definitely teach us to be better people. And man, do they highlight our imperfections and our (laughs) our shortcomings. It's like, ooh, I didn't know I had that to work on. Okay, I'll get right to that. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, it's so crazy. All right, well, let's get to your rapid fire questions. What was your very first job?
1: My first job was working as a camp counselor at an overnight summer camp for children and adults with disabilities. So it was a super cool high school job to have. I loved every minute of it. And also it just gave me such perspective Mm -hmm. on teenage drama and teenage problems. And I was like, compared to what some of these families are carrying, like I'm- Turns out I don't
0: have it so bad.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think now I'm like, that was like the best thing that my mom could have allowed us to do in our teenage years. I sometimes think about how That was probably a big sacrifice for them, for her Mm -hmm. to like give so much time with us away. Because we left for the summer. My sisters did it too. And we went away for the summer, starting from the time we were 16. But man- we gained some life experience, and I'm so mm-hmm. grateful that she let us do that.
0: That oh, would be hard, ooh, but I can yeah. see how it would be so valuable and eye-opening.
1: Yeah, and it was just so fun. Every week had a different group of campers. So, like one week was children with physical disabilities. One week was children with mental disabilities. Oh, interesting. One week was adults with physical disabilities. One week was adults with mental disabilities.
0: That sounds really challenging.
1: Yeah, but the, but so fun. I mean, it was. A lot of really hard labor, like Mm -hmm. transferring in and out of wheelchairs and changing diapers and doing G-tubes. But it was also like this joyful escape from life of wearing costumes every day Mm -hmm. and laughing and learning from these adults with developmental disabilities that were so fun and funny and carefree and loving. I love my first job and I really think it was very transformative for the rest of my
0: life. Yes, for sure. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, what's your love language?
1: Words of affirmation, no doubt. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, yes, <laughs> I feel you there. That's mine too. <laughs> and I'm married to the quietest
1: man oh! in the universe that doesn't oh. know how to give words of affirmation. So that's oh, been that's been oh. interesting. I yeah, can I push him a little? Tell me how great I am.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll walk out into the house thinking I'm just looking so good. And nobody will say anything. And I'm like, Scott, how do I look? Do I look nice? You know, I'm like, what do you think about my outfit? What do you think? You know, I'm like totally fishing for compliments. And he's like, Oh, yeah, man, babe, you look gorgeous. I'm like, thank you. And it's you're funny like, Yep, because, good yep, job. Knew it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then the one of my very favorite phrase that comes out of my husband's mouth every now and then is, You are such a good mom. It just like, I eat it mm. for days. <laughs> I say it. Oh, my gosh. Oh. oh.
1: I mean, I to- I've told Ryan, like, when he sends me a little text during the day that's like, I'm thinking about you or some compliment or, you know, something, you're a good mom. I literally am, like, walking on a cloud for oh, a week. Yes. And it's not Doesn't just take words much. of affirmation from anyone.
0: It has to be sincere.
1: And from those people who I value their opinion the most, yes. like my husband, my parents, my sisters, you know, like words of affirmation from them who I feel Mm -hmm. like they really know me. They've seen the worst of me. So if they still think that of me, then that really means a lot.
0: Yes, absolutely. You're so right. Okay. What is your favorite thing about the place you live?
1: Oh my gosh. I love the place we live. We live in a small town in Idaho, Haley. It's about 7,000 people. And I love that I feel like I can manage this size of a town. Like I can wrap my arms around it. I can walk to the post office. Everything is just manageable and doable. And I don't have to sit in traffic. And I never have to drive farther than, you know, five minutes to get anywhere. And I just love it so dang much. And it's in the mountains. So it's like the perfect small town. It's not like in the middle of nowhere, nothing to do. There's actually, it's near Sun Valley, which is a ski resort here. And so there's actually a lot of culture and opportunities for going to concerts and things like that. But it's this cool small town. I just, I'm obsessed Mm. with it.
0: Oh, it sounds amazing.
1: (laughs) I grew up in Denver. So very different, big city with lots of suburbs. I grew up in the suburbs of Denver, but my husband grew up in Pocatello, Idaho, which Mm -hmm. is about three hours away. So he kind of always knew he wanted to come back to Idaho. I will admit I was a little bit skeptical about that. I thought like Idaho must all be like kind of podunk and farmers. And I was completely wrong. Idaho is such good people, such a beautiful state. And I've like fully owned, like I'm an Idahoan now. You're like, this is my
0: place. These are my people. I love it. Oh, that's so awesome. What's your Enneagram number?
1: I am going to ask you to guess.
0: Oh my gosh. (laughs) I
1: bet you can guess. I think it's very obvious what my Enneagram number is. Are you a two? I'm a two.
0: You knew it. <laughs> I did. I think that's, I mean, I'm a two as well. And I'm like, she and I have a lot in common. I think she's a two. She loves to teach and explain and help and <laughs> nurture. connect and yeah, yes, all of yes. that.
1: So yeah, I feel like with some people, it's like fun to ask them and figure out because mm-hmm. you don't know. But with me, I'm like, I'm just a dead giveaway. Everybody knows I'm a two. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. If you know anything about the Enneagram. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So, well, that's, yeah. that kind of explains. I mean, that's that's one of the reasons I think I've always felt so connected to you. But you know, a lot too, just because I've learned so much about myself through listening to your show. And you guys, I will post a couple of my favorite episodes in the show notes. I literally have been listening to this this podcast since practically the beginning, and I've at times mm-hmm. gone back and binged. All right. What movie line gets quoted the most in your house?
1: Not a movie line, but a tv show line perfect this is so random but the old snl skit brian fellows have you
0: seen that i probably have (laughs) once you start describing
1: it it's tracy morgan who is pretending to be a safari show host but he hates animals (laughs) and um, it's like brian fellows is not an accredited zoologist You know, that's how it starts out, nor does he have an advanced degree in any of the environmental sciences. He is merely an enthusiastic young man with an abiding love for all God's creatures. I mean, it's so ridiculous. And he really does hate animals. Anyway, there is this line in there that he says in one of the skits, he says, I'm excited and a little scared. So let's get going. We're gonna meet some great animals today. I'm excited and a little scared. So let's get going. And that is the line that we all say in my house. For some reason, is I'm excited and a little scared. And sometimes I use that line, but I don't give any context at all. Like I'll say it on like an Instagram Live, or I'll say it in a group of friends. I'll say I'm excited and a little scared, and I kind of use his his tone, you know, cadence, and I know my people because. Very rarely, very, but every once in a while, someone will be like, Brian Fellows. And I'm like, You're my people. So, <laughs> so random. It was my dorm hall, like a girl in my dorm hall that loved Brian Fellows that introduced us all to him. And we all would watch the videos on repeat and laugh our heads off. Oh and it's just gosh. sort so of stuck. Uh huh.
0: So, yeah. yeah. Saturday Night Live <laughs> is such a good source for things that get quoted we talk a lot about needing more cowbell around here
1: (laughs) yeah i don't even know what that is because i honestly i haven't even ever watched a full
0: episode of saturday night live it's just that one skit that i know everything about you know i'm gonna link the cowbell video for any of you who have not been treated yet to the hilarity (laughs) that is the cowbell video it is will ferrell in a crop top dancing. Oh my, gosh. oh my god, It's so hilarious. It's just great. You got it. It's <laughs> fabulous. It's so good. Okay. Well, as you know, the point of this podcast is to share our not so fancy moments so that the listeners remember they're not alone and also to demonstrate to listeners how sharing these stories creates connection. So Rachel, what do you have for us today?
1: Oh my word. I'm like, am I really gonna share? Am I doing this? Am I sharing this? I
0: mean, <laughs> <laughs> we're doing it, girl.
1: <laughs> I, I even said before the interview I emailed you when I'm like, is it okay? Is it awkward if I tell this story? And you're like, no, go for it. So Please, we're we're going it. for it. Yep. <laughs> so context is that my mom passed away when I was a teenager. So my dad is the one. Who got to have a lot of the conversations with me about intimacy and like Boy. preparing for marriage and all of that? So there's a little bit of context for you. I was raised in a religious culture where we didn't have sex before we got married, and so so was my husband, and so we didn't. But so leading up to that wedding night and trying to like mentally prepare myself for what was to come was interesting and. I was taking birth control to prepare for that, mm-hmm. and it was making me crazy. Oh man, depressed and like angry and ragey and all oh, the no. things. No,
0: that's not a good situation right before your wedding. Oh Lord.
1: no! And you're the family doctor I would be consulting with about this, and you probably would give me the same advice that mine did, which was you should get off of that you medicine. Have to stop this medicine. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, but I'm 21 years old, and I don't really want to have a baby yet so what am I gonna do if I'm not going to take this medicine so I get to have this conversation with my father <laughs> about about all of this so I just remember one night we're all sitting around the counter you know it's days before my wedding and I'm navigating this interesting conversation my little sister was there who was a teenager my dad and we're awkwardly talking about this and <laughs> Finally, he says, Well, you know, you could just use condoms. And I said, Yeah, but doesn't that just like really ruin the mood? And (laughs) you can just imagine having a conversation (laughs) with your dad about the mood. Oh, Um, man. (laughs) And my dad was like, Well, so then it's like he's like, you know, tense. Like, we're we're talking about him all of a sudden. Like, (laughs) does it ruin the mood? You know, ruin
0: it for your dad?
1: and he's like well i mean he's like for a second it's not that big of a deal you know like it'll be fine and i say but i i mean when you have to stop and like pull up those straps doesn't that just really ruin the mood <laughs> oh my god <gosh. laughs> and he looked at me so confused and he said what did you just say and what i had straps? to repeat myself I said, "You know when you have to stop and pull pull on the condom and pull up the straps and doesn't that really ruin the mood?" And he said, "Are you thinking of a jock strap?" <laughs> and, <laughs> and my face flushed so red and I said, "Well, isn't that what a condom like isn't it just like a rubber version of a jock strap?" Oh my god. And he
0: I love you so just much. <laughs> he
1: <laughs> He started laughing, and he couldn't stop laughing, and he kept laughing, and I just sat there (laughs) awkwardly.
0: Like, I'm waiting for Claire, Dad.
1: (laughs) He patted my head, and he said, I am so glad you are so naive, but Uh condoms do not have straps. (laughs) And my little sister at this point, who's a teenager, is like, Rachel, do you not know what a condom looks like? Like, she is horrified. She's like, have you never seen like a chick flick movie? Like never been kissed where they have the banana and they're putting the condoms on, you know? And I'm like, I don't know. And my dad said, just go to the store, buy a box of condoms and you will see that they do not have straps. And he's like, we're just going to leave it at that. And he walked away and that conversation will be forever burned into my memory. (laughs) So, yeah, I went to the store, I got the box, and I opened it, and I looked at it, and I thought, yeah, no, this is not exactly what I was envisioning at all.
0: So You're yeah. like, this, this might work. I mean, it's weird. This is, is going to be fine.
1: This is not going to ruin the moment the way that, like, hitching up a rubber dock strap would.
0: That's kind of like having your hard baby first. You're like, oh, I can handle this. <laughs>
1: That story has gone down in history, and I will never forget. I only have shared it selectively up to this point because, you know, I'm I'm a little prudish about discussing such things, but I shared it with some of our friends, and my friend's husband is six foot seven. He is a giant, and we were standing in their kitchen. I told them the story, and he literally collapsed and fell on the floor <laughs> laughing. I'll never forget this giant man collapsing and like holding his sides <laughs> laughing at how naive i was as a 21 year old about to get married. So, there you have it.
0: I love so many things about it. I love your mental creativity. <laughs> oh God. Like, I don't have this knowledge. I was just going to fill it in. <laughs> like That's creative.
1: I know. What was I thinking?
0: I love that you felt comfortable enough to continue the conversation with your dad when you were confused. I know. Bless that man. He is the best. Were you and your husband talking about this or was this just something that you were really shy to talk to him about? No, I feel like we were. We were discussing like intimacy
1: and like we read a book about it and i don't know so but i think we hadn't like discussed contraceptives so much i mean he was as naive as i was to be honest so we went into it very naive and very thankful that condoms don't have straps i'm like this is a relief (laughs) (laughs) and i just want you to take a mental picture in your mind of (laughs) of your husband stopping and
0: pulling up the straps Well, okay. Okay, you can cut that out. That was too much. Got, no, no, no. Are you kidding? I'm not cutting that out. I got questions. I wanna know, in your mind, where did the, the straps go over his shoulders? <laughs> no, his legs. It <laughs> was like a jock strap. Oh. And like, maybe I'm wrong about what a jock strap looks like or does too. I don't know. I have to admit I'm a little unclear. About
1: a jo- I'm gonna have to look it up now. <laughs> yeah, and like I literally pictured like standing up, hitching up these straps. And yeah, around your buns,
0: a (laughs) not (laughs) right? Oh (laughs) my gosh, I love it. Okay, (laughs) I was picturing over the shoulder. (laughs) I mean, that could be a variant, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's too much. (laughs) It is. Oh, Lordy. This episode is brought to you by Shelfie Shop, your place to get super cozy, handmade, built-in shelf bra loungewear so that you can feel like you're in pajamas, look like you're in street clothes, be out of that push-up or underwire bra, and still have a little bit of support, separation, and coverage in case, God forbid, the UPS man should ring the doorbell you don't want to scare him with your headlights, or your kids bring friends over and you still want to be in your cozy clothes, but be a little bit more discreet. You guys, I live in these. I designed them because I couldn't find something just like what I was looking for. I've had them manufactured and now I'm selling them on Shelfie Shop. So go to ShelfieShop.com. That's S-H-E-L-F-I-E-S-H-O-P-P-E.com. And use the code FANCYFREE for free shipping in the United States. We are also now selling to Canada and around the globe. So if you've been waiting to buy your Shelfies, but you're not in the United States, you can do it now. It's time to change gears and talk about coincidences. (laughs) Do you have a crazy coincidence you can tell us about?
1: Yes, I do. This is one of those, though, that I feel like I try to tell people this story and I'm like, isn't that insane? And people are like,
0: great, Rachel. Like, it's not that interesting (laughs) to other people, you know? But I'll tell it anyway. I'm a coincidence junkie. So my listeners just have to deal with it. I love a good coincidence. I'm very easily impressed.
1: All right, good. Because a lot of people aren't that impressed by this story. But (laughs) I was at a conference and I met a woman there who I'd kind of known of through the internet. I knew she was a marketing genius and stuff. And so we're chatting and we meet. Her name is Macy. And we hit it off and I told her I have a podcast. And she said, oh, great. You know, so I'm going to go home and listen. So then that night, I start getting all these like frantic DMs from her on Instagram because she was realizing at the same time I was, and she was as impressed by this coincidence as I was, even if no one else is. She was listening to my podcast, and I mentioned in there my maiden name. She paused the podcast and started looking and going through my archives and looking at the pictures to see. She saw my father, and she realized that our grandmas are sisters.
0: What? No way. Actual shared a uterus? Yes.
1: Well, shared a uterus? I mean, oh, yeah, they had, I mean, they inhabited had, they, the same yes, uterus <laughs> at the same times. time. But uh-huh. yes, I lived in her grandmother's house for a summer when I was in college. What? Like all of these crazy connections. And so we were both freaking out and like messaging back and forth <laughs> and making all these connections about like family members and everything. And now every time, well, she's, I think she would be my second cousin technically, but every time we're together we've been at a few conferences since we like can't stop obsessing over so we'll be like hi cousin or like when we introduce each other to we're like this is macy she's my cousin like she's my long lost cousin
0: it. And everyone's like, we get it. Your She's cousin. my cousin. We didn't know each other growing up. We just discovered this. Isn't that amazing? And people are like, we've heard this. Move on. And you're like, but yes. isn't it crazy? I
1: mean, the fact that we were just met at a conference, go home, find out that our grandmas were best friends, sisters. I mean, it's crazy. So that's my coincidence.
0: So bonkers. I love that. No, See, I think that's completely incredible.
1: Okay, good. I well, do. I'm glad you're it. as impressed as me because yeah, I, I was actually staying with a friend when I figured it out and I was like, oh my gosh, Georgia. Oh my gosh. And I was trying and she's like, what is the big deal? Okay. So <laughs> thank you for being impressed. Yeah, no, I love it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would have acted just like that. And my husband, who's very pragmatic, would have been like, got it, check, move on. And i had been like, but isn't this incredible? I mean, like, think of all the implications. What are the odds? Blah, blah, blah. And he'd be like, okay. <laughs> Cool, Joanne. Let's Uh keep moving. Thumbs up. (laughs) Moving on. I'm trying to watch this TV show. (laughs) Exactly. What is one surprising thing about you that nobody would be able to tell just by looking?
1: I have a rod in my spine. I have my spine fused.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Somebody who knows might be able to tell by looking at me because one of my shoulder blades juts forward a little bit because it's scoliosis, but most people would never know because I have like full range of motion and everything, but I had a spinal fusion when I was 10 to correct scoliosis and I have a rod and screws and Mm. when I grew taller, my spine curved again above the fusion And it pushes on my shoulder blade. The only person who ever noticed that was in voice competitions that I did in high school where they would be like, straighten up that shoulder. They'd like dock Uh, me points for my posture. (laughs) I'd be like, Uh. can I attach a doctor's note? I literally cannot straighten up my shoulder. So that's little known fact. Oh my gosh. Do you have a lot of back pain? I don't unless I, like, when I ski or when I do something that's more intense on my back, I definitely feel it the next day. Because I think I've just sort of favored it my whole life. And it's not that, my back isn't that strong.
0: It makes me surprised that you've been a runner. Yeah,
1: I know, been a runner. That's
0: a lot for someone with a back like that. Yeah. Are you, are you still a runner? No, 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 no. Yeah, <laughs> that's
1: recovered. why. I, that's why I run with you right. when you yeah. when yes. you take. Oh, me that's right.
0: I'm <laughs> I'm a, I'm a well, recovered runner myself. I don't run anymore. Now you yeah. come to, me, to the Peloton.
1: Much oh, easier. good, because yep. yeah, I just walk now, and I like that. I just go for my daily speed. My mom
0: walk. My speed walk. We don't so. have weather that agrees um, every every minute, so, but the Peloton's always ready to go, which is like much to my chagrin sometimes. It's like, there are no excuses. It's right there in the other room. All you have yeah. to do is clip in. Oh, so, But one of the <laughs> things that I learned about my personality when I was talking to... Sandra Etherington, who does another one of my favorite podcasts called Family Personalities. She talks about personality types and how they interact in family. I love it. Cool. She and I are the same personality type. She said one of the things that's really characteristic of our personality type is that we dread the mundane And we dread the routine. We dread anything that we have to do over and over and over again. And I'm like, oh, I thought I was just lazy and Mm. impatient. But I come by that naturally. Like, that's literally a part of my nature. It made me feel so much better because I'm like, laundry again? I know. You guys need to eat again? I just fed you, you know? And it makes me feel so guilty. But at least it's part of my nature, so.
1: Yeah. Maybe I am an INFJ because – that, I think, is what was so hard for me about early motherhood. What mm-hmm, we talked about early on was just the repetition and the re- repetitiveness of suddenly being yeah. home and uh-huh. caring for a household and a child. And it just felt like every day was the same. And I missed using my innate gifts to yes. teach and connect with people. And it just all felt really hamster wheelie. And it was yes. depressing in a true sense of the world. Like it caused yeah, depression. Like yeah. I needed help, you know? Yep, yep me too.
0: Tell us about the Flex of Gold Journal.
1: During that phase of new motherhood, when everything felt so heavy, I heard a sermon. In the sermon, a story was told about a miner who during the California gold rush was expecting to strike it rich and find the mother load and huge nuggets of gold and was discouraged when day after day he was just finding rocks, rocks, rocks and no gold. And he was ready to go home when an elderly prospector said to him, there's gold here. You just have to know where to look for it. And he cracked open the rocks and showed the young miner that there were these little flecks of gold. And the young miner said, no, I want big nuggets like what's in your pouch, because he could see that the elderly man had a heavy weighty pouch on his belt. And the old man opened it up and showed him that it was just the accumulation of thousands Mm -hmm. of flecks of gold that had made this heaviness and this wealth for him. And so I heard that and I just thought, okay, I need to start looking for flecks of gold with my baby. I think I was expecting like this mother load of like shiny golden moments every day and skipping through the fields and cotton candy and butterflies. And like, it's just so much rockier and harder Mm -hmm. than I thought, but there are flecks of gold. And if I can focus on those and gather them and let them accumulate, then that will become my treasure.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: Yeah. And so I started writing them down like these little golden moments every day. And several years, I mean, a lot of years later, so that's when Noah was a newborn and I just released this journal last year. So nine years later, (laughs) I created a journal for moms.
0: These things take
1: time. I know, right? I created a journal for moms to collect their flecks of gold. So there's space for you to write down a golden moment every day and it can be with your child. It can be by yourself. It would be a perfect place to gather up some of these funny stories from your life or quotes from your kids and and write them down. And it's a three-year format. So you add one memory and then the next year on the same date, you see the memory from last year while you're adding your memory from this year. So you're kind of reliving the magic of the year before while adding your new one. And I just love it. It's been a transformative practice.
0: Yeah. I think that is the best bridal shower gift, baby shower gift, Graduation gift, anytime we're going into a new phase of life that we've probably romanticized, that is such a good way to encourage people to right away have that mindset that you had to learn hard over time.
1: Yes. That's awesome. And so that's for sale on my website, 3 and 30 slash flex of gold, if anyone's interested. And it's been such a meaningful practice in my life. And now it feels really good to know that it's out in the world for other moms as well they want to do it.
0: Oh, I love it. Okay. I'm going to link to that in the show notes and I'm going to give three flex of gold journals away to the random mailing list members. So if you want to newly sign up for the mailing list, go to fancyfreepodcast.com, scroll all the way down to the bottom and put in your email address and your name. I won't spam you because I'm too lazy for that. (laughs) I only tell you (laughs) important things over email, but I will randomly choose three um, recipients of the Flex of Gold oh, Journal, and then you'll so have it. Fun. You can either do it yourself or you can give it as a gift. Thanks, Joanne. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So you've told us where we can find you on your website. Tell us again, where can the listeners find your podcast?
1: Pretty much any podcast player. I was just about to explain how to find a podcast. If they're listening to this podcast, they know how to find
0: a podcast. <laughs> um, I literally had <laughs> cards printed up to te- to teach people how to listen to podcasts, but this isn't the right place to do that. Yes, You're right. Exactly. <laughs> so it's
1: three, the number, and then I N three zero takeaways for mom's podcast, three and 30. You can find it and come join our community. I love doing it.
0: Awesome. Oh my gosh. You guys, if you haven't listened to it so far, Like I said, I'll put my top five episodes in our show notes, and then you're going to be hooked. Rachel, this has been so much fun. You are incredible. I am so grateful for you. And thank you so much for your time today.
1: Well, thank you. You are a delight, Joanne. You have a real (laughs) gift for making people laugh and making people feel loved. So thank you. Thank you for having me on your show.
0: Okay, you guys, it's official. I have not laughed harder than that recording an interview before. I think I had to cut about 90% of my laughter out just so that it wouldn't make you guys nuts while you were listening to it. But Rachel was so much fun. I just loved that interview. And I love Rachel. I love what she's doing for women. Rachel was generous enough to send me a Flex of Gold journal. And you guys, it is beautiful. It's like heirloom quality. And I cannot wait to start diving in and collecting my own Flex of Gold in this beautiful journal. And don't forget, If you join the mailing list at fancyfreepodcast.com, you will be entered to win one of three Flux of Gold journals yourself. If you're already in the mailing list, don't worry, you're qualified. And if you aren't in the mailing list, don't worry because you will only get maximum one email per month, but usually it's more like every few months and you'll only find out super important stuff by joining so there's no risk. In two weeks, I will randomly select three Fancy Free Tribe email list members to receive the Flex of the Gold Journal. And then don't be surprised when you get an email from me. I'm going to need to know your mailing address that I can send you your prize. Make sure to check out the show notes for today's episode at fancyfreepodcast.com episode 114 to get all the links we discussed today, including my top five favorite episodes of 3 and 30 Takeaways for months podcast. Next week on the show, we have Katie Love, who is a comedian from Los Angeles. She's a hoot. You guys are going to absolutely love her. And if you have a story to tell, email me at not fancy at fancyfreepodcast.com. dot com. Make sure to go to shelfyshop.com and use the code fancy free for free shipping and get the coziest, most awesome loungewear on the planet Earth. Have a wonderful week. And remember, no one is as fancy as they look.